0: In these winter months, consider tripinsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from tripinsurance.com.
1: Okay, stand by Broadcasting from the Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm
2: Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check out our cruise news
0: at cruiseradio.net. On this show, New York City-based travel writer Craig Zabransky will review Puerto Limon, the cruise port of Costa Rica. And Stuart Shearer and the Cruise Guy will have cruise news for us. But first, hello, sunshine. Goodbye, destiny, huh? Big announcement this morning. Carnival said they're going to basically uh, take the destiny transform it, give it a lot of renovations, and slap the words Carnival Sunshine on the back of it. To tell us more, the VP of Product Development for Carnival Cruise Lines is with us, Lanya Rittenhouse. I should say welcome back, Lanya.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Lanya, give us some of the highlights of this $155 million renovation.
3: Wow, this is a very exciting uh, undertaking for us. We are, like you said, just completely doing one large makeover of the ship and turning the Carnival Sunshine into the ultimate experience for our guests. Um, We have worked on trying to deliver some of the new and exciting FunShip 2.0 bars, restaurants, and entertainment that we recently rolled out on the Carnival Liberty. So we're folding those exciting new properties into the Carnival Sunshine, as well as some of the new properties that we're going to see on the Carnival Breeze. So um, with regards to dining options, we're going to see Guy's Burger Joint, which is our new... um, uh, free poolside Best Burgers at Sea, if you will. And I know that you love Yeah, them. love them, right? <laughs> so we'll be featuring Guy's Burger Joint. We'll be featuring the Blue Iguana Cantina, bringing back all of our favorite uh, Mexican favorites, homemade you know, burritos and tacos and all the toppings you could imagine there. Uh, we're going to have our Cucina del Capitano, which we successfully launched on The Magic, so a, a family-oriented uh, Italian bistro. Um, we'll have a new branded steakhouse. So the Fahrenheit 555 will uh, also be on Carnival Sunshine. And obviously our terrific main dining rooms, and we'll have another new Asian-inspired eatery inside of our Lido, which we'll be um, very happy to, uh, to launch on the Carnival Sunshine for the first time. So it's basically leveraging our terrific Mongolian fair that we've had in Arlido for years, and then providing a really nice nighttime venue with full service and, and Asian inspired dishes um, for our guests.
0: this is like uh, FunShip 2.0 on steroids, and you mentioned, totally. you mentioned Guy Fieri, uh, Guy's Burger Joint. Yes. On top of adding names like Guy Fieri and George Lopez, can we expect any other big names to be announced?
3: Well, you know, we're partnering with Hasbro as well on our, you know, the game show. But in terms of personalities at the moment, uh, aside from our famous personalities of the Red Frog, so for the Red Frog <laughs> Pub, or our Blue Iguana, uh, for the, from the Blue Iguana Cantina and the Blue Iguana Tequila Bar, those are the personalities at the moment.
2: All these changes to Carnival Cruise Lines, I guess it all started last fall with Carnival Liberty with Funship 2.0. Uh, what has the feedback been with the guests?
3: Way better than we ever Imagined. I mean, we knew that our guests, that the, what we rolled out would really resonate with them, but it's just been terrific. I think the, we really tried to pack in value for money, and we tried to launch these things without additional costs to the guests, and I think that has just been overwhelmingly a home run. And the, the the product itself is terrific. I mean, the burgers really are the best burgers at sea. And the Mexican, I mean, we have so much good feedback. People are just so excited to be there and to have those new experiences that it's been terrific, and that's why we've leveraged those and, and, and brought them onto the breeze as well as uh, the Carnival Sunshine.
2: So why did they change the name to Carnival Sunshine and ditch Carnival Destiny?
3: Well, you know... Our sun and fun is core to the Carnival brand. And when we made the decision to really invest in the ship and really make her have all these terrific new experiences to keep her relevant, to keep her contemporary, it also transpired into the design. And the design directive was, we want it light. We want it airy. We want it very Caribbean-inspired. You want the blue skies. And we want them to bring the, inside, the outdoors inside. And so Sunshine came up as one of the names that we were tossing around that we thought it was really um, very relevant to what the product that we're delivering on the ship.
0: Very good. She is the VP of product development for Carnival Cruise Lines. Lanya Rittenhouse, so good to have you back with us.
3: Well, thanks for having me. And
0: uh, can't wait to see you on the breeze.
3: Looking forward to it. I've got sunshine.
1: The month of May This is Cruise Radio. For
0: over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine
1: art. Here's what
0: actual customers are saying.
4: I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now.
2: They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget.
0: You know what defines great customer service? actually being able to talk to a human being, and they do that at tripinsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website, and they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now, tripinsurance.com. And now Stuart here on the Cruise Guy is here with us. Hello, Stewart.
1: Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man.
0: Dennis Fantasy is officially in Florida. What's the scoop?
1: Wow. Well, after, what, 4,700 miles, uh, she is finally home in Port Canaveral. And her first sailing will be March 31st. So that will be when this beautiful 2,500-passenger, 4,000 full, 130,000-ton uh, ship uh, begins her seven-night Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises out of Port Canaveral. And uh, be prepared to put down a uh, premium penny.
2: Is she going to sell out every sailing like her sister ship?
1: She is going to, she's already doing extraordinarily well. In fact, most sailings, Doug, are already uh, around $2,000 per person just to get on board.
2: Wow. So, Royal Caribbean ordered another ship last week. Um, Is this going to be another Allure size ship?
1: No. uh, This, just like the first one, Doug, are only 158,000 tons. Mm hmm. This is what they did is they exercised an option to uh, build the second. So ha- they so Royal Caribbean now officially has two 158,000-ton 4,100-passenger cruise ships, and uh, the first one is expected in 2014 in the fall, and this second ship will be 2015. And it is rumored that uh, it is rumored that realistically this will be a class of not three but four. Uh, cruise
0: ships. Nice. Is NCL putting a Brazilian steakhouse on every ship? And if they are, is there going to be a surcharge?
1: Well, that's a great question. And uh, the answer is they are going to uh, put um, the, across the fleet, they are going to put these uh, Brazilian Tarasca uh, Doug Parker has actually uh, enjoyed on several of them. Oh, yeah. And um, But they are going to offer a minor cover charge of $20 per person. So uh, instead of the typical... Thirty-five to forty that we're seeing other passengers on other ships being gouged for. Mm -hmm. uh, That uh, it'll only be twenty dollars on board MCL.
2: So the Costa brand suffered another blow last week with the fire aboard Costa Allegra, and you know before that was the Concordia sinking. Are they going to be able to rebound?
1: Doug, I I think they are. The you know ships have fires. It's uh, it certainly beats uh, exploding uh, above the above the uh, you know at uh, forty thousand feet. Um, no, no passengers were injured, they were uh, adrift for a couple of days, they were immediately given uh, military uh, escort, and uh, they had food flown in daily, so uh, it really wasn't an, a, a god-awful experience for them, and uh, cost immediately, they, 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 t- they took care of uh, the passengers, they were they received uh, full refunds as well as a one to two week uh, vacation in the Seychelles Islands, so they were, like I said, they were they were pretty well taken care of. And as far as the brand, you know, Doug, this this, this is a solid company uh, owned by Carnival Corp, and um, uh, they, they, they they will they'll they'll be fine. It's 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 unfortunate these are accidents. It does happen. Uh, they treated the passengers well, and uh, you know they'll move on.
0: Speaking of Costa, uh, the cruise industry was on Capitol Hill last week. I assume over uh, safety issues.
1: Yep, both the uh, the House and the uh, Senate uh, had uh, separate hearings uh, last last uh, week, and uh, the safety and, and security uh, was at hand. They did have uh, passenger, you know, uh, one set of pa- a pair of passengers uh, testifying that were on Costa Concordia, uh, describing their uh, experience on the ship. Uh, they had safety experts, they had um, uh, industry experts, they had a port director from uh, the port of Miami there to testify. And, uh, you know, essentially, for the most part, Doug, you know, they, they just uh, told told Congress what we know, that, that cruising is safe. and uh, But, you know, they have taken measures. They have made uh, uh, immediate changes already to ensure, uh, you know, future safety based on what was learned from Costa Concordia.
0: As you know, we just talked to Lanya Rittenhouse, VP of Carnival's product development. What do you, Stuart, think about Carnival Sunshine?
1: Well, I think it's... Um, really excellent uh you know carnival destiny uh was actually uh does have some maritime history to it because it was actually the first cruise ship uh in history to ever exceed a hundred thousand tons uh when she debuted in 1996 and this is this is actually one of the most massive undertakings of a single cruise ship where they're going to spend 155 million dollars uh to to essentially revitalize revamp the ship um, and this is probably the most aggressive uh, structural change to a cruise ship that hasn't been essentially cut in half and you know, you know, and had a midsection uh, inserted, like uh, Royal Caribbean did uh, with Enchantment of the Seas. So, I mean, this is pretty extensive with what they're doing at the additional cabins, the restaurants, and uh, it's going to make a uh, significant difference to the cruise experience for the passengers and it'll be interesting to see if they do it to the other uh, you know, the sister ships to uh, Carnival Destiny. All right,
0: thank you, Stuart, as always. It is
1: a fabulous <laughs> pleasure. Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net.
0: New York City-based travel writer Craig Zabransky is with us. He recently spent some time in Puerto Limon, the cruise port of Costa Rica, and is here to talk about it. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, Craig. Oh, it's
4: great to be back
0: on. So what were your first impressions?
4: I mean, for me, it was great to get back to Costa Rica. It's where actually I started my round the world trip many years ago. So I was excited just to just to see Costa Rica, the rich coast, so to speak, as Columbus called it. But first impressions were, you know, they're not overly positive. It's a port town. I mean, when you get there, you, you land, and you know, it's. It's some, some stores and things like that, but, the, you know, the true gems of Costa Rica are outside the city.
0: Did you feel safe there?
4: I personally felt safe there. I mean, I know Spanish. I'm familiar with Costa Rica, and I've traveled a lot through Central America, but when, when we left port, there was a lot of be careful in Puerto Limon. Stay within, you know, stay within the port area because it can be a bit shady on the outside, and you're going to see people from a bunch of diff- different backgrounds. You know, there was a bunch of Chinese. There was a bunch of, you know, African descent. There was a bunch of Italians. So it's a big mix in the port town. So when you get that kind of mix and you get a lot of traffic in and out with some shipping, I mean, I think there is an element there that, regardless of where you are in the world, it's 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 a port city.
2: How convenient and accessible did you think that the shops were and all the shopping to the pier?
4: When you get off, I mean, before you even step outside, there's a bunch of shops. And I think they come in to almost like, hey, tourist shop here. I thought the prices actually were fairly reasonable inside there. But if you go on the outside, there's even more shops. But then you're out with the regular locals. You're out with people that are not going onto a ship or outside. So you might get a better price. But then again, you're walking down the streets where you might see a couple people trying to maybe sell, you know, a little bit of marijuana or something like that. You might come across that. I mean, I noticed it but I mean its I never felt threatened
2: when you were walking around outside of the city gates if you will what did you how did you feel about the like the, the police presence in the area
4: I didn't see any police when I was there I didn't feel and I think that's also a good thing if you don't see police then there's not you you don't feel as worried about the fact that there's crime there I wasn't concerned about it I mean walking around the daytime for the few hours that we were there to get a beer or two not an issue
0: Craig any excursions that you'd recommend
4: had a lot of excursions, and it talked about them a little bit on the ship, but if the one that I did, I would totally recommend, was whitewater rafting. Costa Rica, in the 90s, that's why people went to Costa Rica. Whitewater rafting was one of the first things that brought tourism there, now there's a bunch of adventure-type activities, and on the ship, you were able to do some of them, like zip-lining, as well as also, you know, they had a Hacienda tour, which was very popular with the Holland America Line Demographic. And I think most reviews, in fact, all reviews, were very positive on the experience when people came back. But for me, it was whitewater rafting. When I saw it, I circled it, and I'm like, this is what I need to do when I'm there. Let's go for it. And it was amazing. It was class one, two, and three rapids. And it really was a bunch of fun. It was about five boats that came down the river with us. One older gentleman fell off. I mean, you know, there's some um, rapids. But it wasn't nothing that people couldn't handle. I wouldn't worry about it. It's just a great a, a tremendous amount of
0: fun. Outside of maybe some monkeys, what are the close contact with uh, wild animals or, or not so wild animals?
4: The big thing that they always try to point out is a sloth. They're very difficult to see whether it's two-toed or three-toed. I mean, they don't move. They just kind of right. sit in the tree and hang out all day. Of course. You can see them. It looks like a fur ball up, up. You know, unless you really get a good view, they, you know, they hide. They hide from certain predators and stuff like that. So it's hard to see and they don't move at all. But most guys will know where they are because they don't move. So when you see them one day, they will be there or the next. So,
0: um, are there close internet cafes?
4: When you get off in the port, yeah, there's there's a couple cafes. You know, I think it was five dollars for all day Wi-Fi, which which was you know, reasonable, and I think it's last if you use their computers. Definitely, definitely much cheaper than it is on the ship.
2: Craig, you know me, man. I've got to find the local brew. Were there any local drinks, local beer, and were they affordable?
4: Definitely very affordable, actually. I mean, probably the most affordable on, of any of the ports that, that traveled on the Holland America line, and, you know, on the Panama Canal, on Cruz. It was about two U.S. for uh, an Imperial, which is the local Costa Rica beer.
0: Any tips for first-timers?
4: Yeah, there's one thing I noticed in Costa Rica that kind of, I was interested, you know, like a lot of times people carry 20s, you know, and then they try to exchange it for a $2 beer and they expect all American change. And there was even this one woman ahead of us who was on the, um, you know, on the excursion with us and she was buying a beer and she asked for like five singles because she wanted to tip the guy. And I remember saying like, just get the money back in Costa Rican Colones. Because that's what they used anyway. And she was all bent out of shape on the oh, fact geez. that she wanted dollars. And I'm just like, they can't really use the dollars, you know? I mean, they, they need like a passport. A lot of them don't have it. I mean, there's, but I think a lot of times, I guess the tip is is if when you go there, not just to help yourself out, but also help out other people that want to buy beer, bring a bunch of small change.
0: Craig Zabransky, New York-based travel writer. Uh, thanks for talking to us, man. And just want to add, Craig, uh, nice job last week co-hosting.
4: Oh, man, it was a blast. I mean, not only was it a great opportunity to cruise with Doug, it was just a fun time on, on a ship, but uh, get a chance to go to the radio show it was, uh, it was a great experience.
0: Very good. All right, we'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure, Craig. You know,
4: whatever you guys need, let me know.
0: All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we're on the Stitcher Radio Network, the easiest and best way to listen to cruise radio. Go to cruiseradio.net, click on the Stitcher Radio icon. And stay abreast of all the very latest cruise news on our homepage. And sign up for cruise news updates. Get the instant alerts. Just fill out your email address in the upper right-hand corner.
2: Well, I guess you about said it all. I guess so. So let's get out of here. From the
0: Cruise Radio studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, Email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio.